Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday. Time to get together for Life with Gwen. This is a, a local talk show from the Cape Cod Times Features Department, and uh, we are very um, glad to welcome today Gretchen Roman Tanzer, Romy Tanzer. And um, you are a, a weaver, a fiber arts artist, mm -hmm. and um, you uh, once had had a piece hanging in the embassy in Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and you are now, um, you after years of teaching, you are now um, doing more in your Brewster studio and also teaching people the fiber arts. Yeah, yep. Yeah. The uh, um, Tanzer Weaving Studio and Gallery in Brewster um, uh, came came about five years ago, kind of on a whim. Um, and uh, it was a space that was made for multiple looms because um, the whole idea of weaving is I use, I use uh, very large looms. This is a small table model, a little antique. Uh, it works, but uh, the, so the people can come to my weaving studio and gallery and um, learn how to set up a loom and weave, or they can just have a little weaving experience. Um, but I find it's really, um, the the process is really compelling for a lot of people. Of setting up the loom as well? Yep, yep. That 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 makes, uh, if, it, if people come to set the looms up, that's a two or three day class for a, a I single. I was yeah. going to say, I had heard, <laughs> with the little I know about weaving, I had heard that, that that's an investment in time. It is, yeah. It takes at least a day to set up a loom. Even, even a loom as um, small as this, it takes uh, about a day to set it up because mm -hmm. you have to, um, the whole structure of the loom, you have to um, wind a warp with um, using, um, you've got cones of yarn, mm -hmm. stacks of yarn at, in your uh, space, decide what colors you want to use, work out the pattern. Um, and I work out the pattern on um, in um, sketchbooks, sketchbooks where I have, um, graph paper and I do little drawings and save little um, bits of fiber for my notes and um, then I take the fibers that I've wound on my warping board wind it on to the back of the loom thread all the little threads through the heddles each each one of these shafts has its own um, Pedal? Well, it has its own pattern, pattern. of, of mm -hmm. uh, sequence of threading. And then you set it through the reed, and then you tie it on the front, and then you can start weaving. And it's just, it's so much, it's such a hoot. This is a little, as I say, a little antique loom, and a lot of um, weavers um, really like these little, oops, that's the wrong one, it's unweaving. You find out pretty quick you're doing the wrong thing when you start to unweave something. So I push down these levers on the side. On a floor loom, you, you would step on treadles, mm -hmm. and it would um, raise the shafts. And then um, you put your your shuttle through. I'm doing it again. You put your shuttle through. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is your shuttle. This is a boat shuttle. Uh, this is a little tiny one. I have a bigger boat shuttle. Okay. I'm, because yeah. I don't know about... Weaving, mm -hmm. I'm going to slow you down just okay. a little bit. All right, so this is the shuttle, yeah. and it has, um, this may sound stupid, but mm -hmm. it has thread uh, wrapped inside of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's because it feeds the thread into yeah. the loom, right? Yeah, the bobbins, I mean, this is just a little tiny um, paper bobbin because it's a small um, shuttle. In fact, 
the little core is a straw, a paper straw. Hmm. They're perfect. And, okay. But these are, are um, the bobbins I use for the larger uh, shuttles on the bigger loom. Okay. Um, and then I put the shuttle. There's my shuttle. There you go. Um, this is a bigger shuttle, and it's got the the bobbin fits right in the shuttle like oh. that, and and clips in there. So when you um, pass it through the shed on your weaving, it will take the yarn through there. If you have a yarn that's really thick, then you use something like a stick shuttle. So, so you wrap so you would the, wind the yarn around mm -hmm. the stick shuttle if it's a heavier duty thing. Like something you find in a blanket or a yeah, although or you do maybe you're weaving a rug mm -hmm. or um, something more robust. I and obviously to, you'd need something a little bigger than this for sure. This oh, yeah, uh, loom. Yeah. Now this poor little loom has been tested to the end of its ability. Doesn't like being overstressed. <laughs> we are so grateful that you brought it so that we can see the concept. My goodness, it yeah. seems like a guillotine when it goes down like that. Oh yeah, it's it's noisy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it. Uh, we decided to. Um, for you guys who are watching, we decided to use the word weaving because every time I people will ask me what the show's about this this uh, week, and every time I said, "Oh, Gretchen's coming uh, with with a loom," they said she's bringing a loon. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, now, okay, the word loom doesn't seem to be resonating yeah, uh, yeah. with people because we don't, we don't see it that much in our lives anymore, yeah. you know? Uh, well, I think way back in the day when I was interested in uh, learning uh, my first loom I got in 1973, I believe, um, we were in a, um, was living in northern New York State, and we were at a um, indigenous people's shop in Montreal and there was this loom there big floor loom it's like oh my gosh that's so cool and so long and the short of it is I did get a loom in high school and um, the rest is history I've always been a weaver all the way through um, you know raising children moving to Cape Cod raising children having um, a regular high school teaching job so you were at Cape Cod Academy I right? was for 29 years it's a great school and then retired to a full-time, uh, you know, so that you can now weave full-time and also teach other people to weave. Exactly. And that's that's just such a pleasure. And it's, you know, like the retirement thing of it is sort of, no, I didn't retire. I just moved sideways into my um, own teaching instead of in a, you know, in a, another school. But well, it's great because there are so many people who just come out of the woodworks and uh, want always wanted to learn to weave or have a loom and forgot how to set it up. And mm -hmm. It's really a joy to help people. Yes, I fear that if I had a loom, it would probably be sitting in a storeroom um, because of, of the complexity of setting it mm -hmm. up. Now, let's go back to the loom for a second, okay? Yep. So, you know, the my only reference for a loom, and uh, go ahead and, and hit the like button if you guys agree with this, is the one you got for Christmas when you were about seven or eight, and it was two pieces snapped right together, yeah. and then you would take those raggedy little cotton um, <laughs> the loopers, loopers <laughs> and put them on going across, oh, yeah. and then you'd turn it and you put them on, but the second time you put them on, you had to weave them, you know, which brings me to the point of you're, when you put the shuttle through, mm -hmm. you're not weaving, you're not like putting in and out no, of these things no. because you have the pattern already set. Yeah, the mechanism raises 
it's like, um, well, weaving is basically over under. So when I push down <laughs> one of these uh, levers, it raises a group of threads. I see. I put mm -hmm. the weft through. But yeah, those um, pot holders, oh my gosh, they are so funny. Uh, one year, I remember I was doing a weaving seminar at school and I brought a bunch of those pot holder looms and mm -hmm. the, a bunch of the students had never used a pot holder loom. Oh, it's I didn't so think you much could fun. Escape. Oh my I didn't think you could escape uh, was, um, childhood with, without yeah, it. It was such a hoot. And so I had a whole bunch of pot holder weavers and they were designing things and using found materials and, you know, they were just taking that it would take a, it up a notch. It, yeah. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was fun. you know, I looked for one. I, I don't have mine anymore, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I looked for one yeah. because it's a basic concept. But mm -hmm. but you know, just raised to you know to a hundredth, a hundred yeah. n here. You know, yeah. Well, you make one, and if you want to make a bag, you sew a bunch of them together, sort of not unlike um, crocheting an afghan out of a bunch of squares. Instead, you weave these little squares and you sew them all together. Um, the loom, the bigger loom, is just a way to weave larger pieces. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and so if someone were interested, because we always like to kind of go at it from this angle, if mm -hmm. someone were interested in learning to weave, mm -hmm. they could, um, they could, uh, um, I will get the question in one second, and um, actually, excuse me, yeah. interrupting myself as I ask you a question, but I did want to encourage any of you who are out there who might have questions about weaving or um, about uh, learning to weave to send them in and we'll ask Gretchen to answer them while she's here. That's great. So I was uh, asking you a little bit about, it seems like there are different levels of investment you can make in terms of, you don't have to buy a loom in order no, to get weaving. You can go and take a class yep. on a loom that's already set up yep. and see how you like that part. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have to tell you, I almost killed over, but there was, Gretchen brought some samples to show us and there was a little bit of a, uh, of water on yeah, the from table under my, my from under her coffee cup and she used this to clean it up swab the deck right and <laughs> i i was sort of like oh my gosh you know <laughs> what are you doing you're you're um cleaning my table with your with your um with your artwork and <laughs> that's tell a sample. me that's okay a so that's a, that's a sample yeah but tell me a little bit about what that could also be because you have a, a course coming up the 6th yeah. and 7th yes, it's of November, called, uh, November 6th and 7th. I believe it's called the Kitchen Towel Extravaganza. Yes, that's what I saw. <laughs> and, and so the point of that is it's two days. It's two days not enough to really set the loom up and do a project. So right. I will have looms set up with several different types of kitchen towels that you can sit down and weave a kitchen towel in, you know, either half a day or a full day, depending on how zippy a weaver you are and you can be a beginner total beginner and have a sense of what the process is like as a setup you know that's that's a bigger investment in time but to to have an appreciation for how much time it really does take to weave a dish towel or a kitchen towel if you want to be more lofty about it um, but it's, uh, it's such a pleasure to use something that you've made in your own house or to give it away and and the whole idea of, of um, making fabric and fabric can be used for you know I mean we we are surrounded by fabric um, my house uh, most of my curtains are hand woven by me um, 
kitchen towels, the, I don't, I'm not a weaver of garment fabric. Mm -hmm. That's a different thing, but scarves and certainly most of my work, my artwork is wall, are wall pieces. It, uh, it's just, you know, the detail in this is just amazing because one of the things I noticed, and I keep holding it up to make sure you guys can see it as well, but one of the things I noticed is that there are, um, it's it's essentially got a repeating pattern, a, a stripe through yep. it, yep. with um, but it's not it's not so much just color that changes. It's it's sort of the um, the uh, the feel, the textile yeah. feel of it. Well, this um, when I'm doing the sample right on this little loom, this is basically a sample loom. I mean, you could weave a scarf. In fact, this little scarf here is one that I wove on this little loom, and it's such. Oh my gosh, it's the softest thing. Um, that this scarf really was hard on this little loom. But anyway, the um, it is beautiful so the material. Like this piece here is uh, a sketch, and so I set the loom up with a particular pattern to achieve different results. And I go through the different pattern possibilities. You can kind of see that here, where I've got different kinds of textures. Um, and because this is going to be kitchen towel, it needs to be absorbent. So I tried different materials. I've got um, this is um, called Lyocell. It's um, a viscose cellulose fiber, not unlike rayon or bamboo. Mm -hmm. But or and then I mix it with cotton and a cotton linen mix to see what I like best. So and then you can wash it and you can what which one's going to absorb the best, which one's going to last the longest. And and not have a lot of shrinkage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you part of the thing uh, when you finish a project, you have to um, kind of like blocking a sweater when you knit a sweater. You wash the fabric that you weave. Even the pieces that I have uh, for wall pieces, I wash them. Mm, it's called, interesting. It's called wet finishing. Oh, and okay. So so you just that pulls them together a little bit. So if someone wanted to take the class, I noticed that um, the towel extravaganza, um, <laughs> this brings up a point that I think we should talk about. And, and it's um, you get the class and the finished towel for $55, right. yep. um, which, you know, obviously, well, maybe, maybe you would. <laughs> I just don't live in that demographic, that uh, socioeconomic group, but um, I, I probably wouldn't spend $55 for no. something I bought at the store in terms of a, a dish towel, right. um, even the linen stuff, you know, <laughs> but, um, but you get the experience and mm -hmm. that's so invaluable. Well, yeah. And it's a lovely space too. It's a, there's great light in the room and it's a, just a real um, welcoming environment, um, the weaving studio, but yeah, so you get for the $55, the looms all set up. You just, have your weaving experience and mm -hmm. so i think um nowadays it's it's hard to sell art but it's not as hard to sell the experience of making something oh interesting so i hadn't is, thought about that yeah, and so if you, you know, a lot of people would like to well i can do that so yes you can you can come to my um weaving studio and gallery and have that experience and the teachers in the studio so yeah. if you get to the point which is always the point for me that gets frustrating where mm -hmm. you can't get past a certain point yep. and and you need help and mm -hmm. and uh, that's why I'm I'm not a big do-it-yourselfer I know they yeah. say the internet will tell you anything but <laughs> whatever well yeah no it's hard to you really need some of the the setup part that is um, 
not intuitive. If you've never done it before, mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's a bit of engineering, a bit of puzzle making and all that. And, you know, I get the sense that this two-day workshop is about, uh, is about, you know, producing a towel yep. or more. Yeah. And, uh, but that, um, the uh, later in December, I see you have a, a class going for basic weaving techniques. Yeah, Can you yeah. talk a little bit more about yeah. setup yeah, and that? Yeah, in the beginning weaving class, I try to um, uh, schedule a beginning weaving class every month just because there are a lot of people who want to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a three-day class. Uh, it um, The first day is generally designing and setting up the loom. And the second and third day, are finishing the setup and weaving off the project and um, it's I find it really valuable to understand that you can set up you can design your own piece to put on a loom but there are a lot of resources out there from um, pattern books to magazines to the internet and so so if people do have a loom catching dust in their basement uh, that it can be resuscitated and um, then get going again. Mm -hmm. It's just, I, it's really fun. It, it's um, a bit of financial investment to buy the loom, right? It is, yeah, yeah. That's, um, but that, I always tell, I tell my uh, new weaving students that don't buy a new loom because there are looms out there that people um, would love to see used and either are going to sell them for a song or basically give them away. But usually, um, in fact, I'm, uh, resuscitating a loom right now. It was unused for 20 years, all wrapped in plastic in a storage locker. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, it, it had parts that needed to be replaced and it's working now and it's a great loom. It was called Tools of the Trade Loom from Vermont. Um, and so it's kind of the history of, of these um, looms and how they're made and how they're all a little different. But anyway, so don't buy a new loom. They're out there. Okay. Yeah. But if you if you were going to buy a new loom, we're talking hundreds, right? Thousands. Thousands. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. So you know, like a, yeah, yeah, don't go whole horse when you when you take up this hobby. You know, no. take a little taste no, it's, and. Uh, it's, it's like you think about um, uh, a camera. I used to teach photography at Cape Cod Academy. You can use your phone, um, or you could use you know whatever camera you have, but you can get a, you know, a single lens reflex right. camera. And that's really fun to use something that is um, designed for the purpose of taking pictures, not just talking to people. Right. <laughs> and you get to make more of the decisions about, yeah, uh, sure. and, about and how this, you know, it's not all goes, automatic. So. Yeah. And the same goes with the, with the little um, potholder loom. I mean, that's, that is a great little loom. You know the one with the weaving. Yeah, yeah. The I'm gonna have to uh, yeah. go get one. And you know that you can still find them at you know the local um, craft stores, and um, that's sort of your gateway loom. <laughs> you you didn't bring anything that uh, you use natural you know unusual choices on that loom, did you? No, but oh. I did bring. Um, I uh, one of the classes I teach is um, uh, rug weaving, and oh. we used we use um, upcycled t-shirts. Cool t-shirts, and so you hold that yeah. up to the camera. So well, that's got a little heft to yeah. it. So basically, I take a t-shirt, just the body of a t-shirt, that's kind of a tube, and then I cut it in a spiral, and I weave it in to a rug. It's cool. the best. And then so you can see some of these t-shirts have the printing on it, and that can either be a design feature, mm -hmm. or you know, it's up to the 
the weaver. Now, you do this on a loom? I do, yeah. Because I met a woman uh, down the street in Hyannis mm -hmm. who does um, tying. You know, she like does a, a knot. Um, she uses old fabrics. Yep. And she uses she like knots them by hand, right. and I guess she uses a crochet hook. Yeah, but right, it's, right. Um, it's more sort of hook rug, kind of rust, yeah. rustic, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but what the, makes the little things here? The t-shirts, oh, the little nubs on that are um, on their t-shirt. If your t-shirt has a seam on the side, oh, it's uh -huh. that seam. Very so interesting. I love the colors. <laughs> it shows. Speaking of colors, before I forget to ask you this. Um, what uh, when people come in to say make the towels, mm -hmm. the loom is already set up. So does that mean that the colors are already set? Well, that's uh, a good question. Um, I set the colors in the warp. The warp are the um, threads are the threads that are put on to the loom, and uh -huh. once that's fixed, it's fixed. Mm -hmm. But then what you choose to weave in is weft is you know is really the sky is the limit. I brought a box of of um, bobbins that are all wound so you can choose the the ones that go the other way <laughs> left yeah yep okay. it's great and and i'm a big fan of color so you know uh, whatever the material is whether it's wool or cotton or linen mm -hmm. i got all the colors cool yeah because you definitely need you know the and the can you box. give us the definition of those two words you just used in terms with the with the loom the the, oh, the warp okay the warp um, is on the loom right here. These are the strings that you put through the um, that you set up on the loom, mm -hmm. and the weft is what you put through the um, shed when you open up your shed. You put the shuttle through uh -huh. that has the weft material on it. So the weft is um, and then pull it back, and then you just drop your shed and beat it back, and just do that. Over and over again. Is there um, <laughs> is, is there an adjustment on the loom that accounts for how tight you want the weave to be? Yes, um, it's got a. I, you can't see it on this, but it's got a ratchet on the front and back, so you can. This is kind of slack right now, but you can really make it tight. Like if you're weaving with linen, you want it tighter than when you're weaving with wool. You know, I I think it's it's interesting because if we were in colonial times. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that if not every house, many houses would have one of these. Yes, the, the by the fact, fireplace, so you could see what you're doing. It's a big barn loom. Generally, um, you'd have your big barn loom in a place where you could, you know, have it left um, set up. But in your in your kitchen, you'd have your kids would be spinning. They would mm -hmm. be spinning the wool, or you would be spinning the wool. Um, that you shaved off the uh, sheep outside. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cut or, off. Or if it's uh, flax, you'd be um, turning it into thread the same way. It's a little different process. But so you have to process the fiber, and then you have to have the loom that um, weaves the fabric. But in colonial times, they um, wove only um, cloth that they would wear, common cloth. Mm -hmm. And if you had something like a damask or a silk or that would have come from the Far East or someplace exotic. And I get the feeling that generally speaking, the population wasn't big on that kind of thing. No, no, no. Especially if you go to um, to Plymouth Plantation uh, and ask the um, the actors about weaving, they did not weave their own fabrics there. They did not weave, you know, uh, fine fabrics there because it was against British 
rule for them to produce fabric. They could make stuff for their own use. Interesting. Make fabric to sell. Yeah, it's very. I thought it was more um, in line with the keeping of the the plain and and simple yeah. uh, religion. Well, it is very interesting, but they were very restricted on the things that they were allowed to make. Was it concerned about? Were people concerned about them exporting them? Yep, it's all about you know controlling the production of goods. Wow, so, isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's worth uh, enter entering in a conversation with the actors at plantation if you I must say I'm a bad person because I often will go about 20 years ahead of where they are yeah <laughs> well that's why I asked about weaving. cause a stir you know I asked about the weaving at one point and that was like my little lecture <laughs> so you know I um I was uh, gonna see we did get a comment Jason I I bring this up um, something magical about uh, phrase fiber artists. I love the idea of the whole process. Uh, from Karen Watkins. Thanks, Karen. Uh, we agree, and you obviously agree because you picked up the um, the. Uh, oh my gosh, I forgot what it's called. The thing that you go through with, that oh. you're using this oh, the, the shuttle. Wooden, the shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> you picked up the shuttle in 1973 and yep. and kept using it till this morning when you came yeah. to see me. Oh, it's yeah. so. It's been a steady love and and uh, yeah, it's been always been a constant thread. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's taking over the funny part of the show. Through, okay, yeah, throughout my whole um, creative process. So, I is there anything else that we should do? Do you think to explain basically? Because we could talk forever, but we have about five minutes left. The sign just went up, <laughs> and um, I wanted to mention a couple of things that you have coming up. So, is there anything else you'd like to say about this loom, or did you bring some other things? I think you wanted I to. Did. Well, why I don't brought, you show some I'll things brought, off um, while I'm? Uh, this is uh, um, uh, my um, one of my framed. Uh, woven pieces. Um, most of the work that I produce is for the wall. It's not um, the work that I sell. Right. And uh, you were, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you were part of the um, the national um, embassy program, and a piece yeah, of your art yeah, was yeah, exhibited. Art, when was this? Art in the embassies. That was oh golly, maybe seven years ago, but mm -hmm. a while ago. But but yeah, I've all been producing textile art or fiber art for a long time and you know eventually you know you put something out there and it sticks um, this last year I was awarded a um, artist fellowship award in crafts from the um, Massachusetts Cultural Council and honored to get that because it's um, really sort of validates what I do in a broader uh, do you, way. Do you find that um, this is a tough question, but I think an interesting one. Do you find that it's color and light and and texture that that uh, that bring your your creations to life, or or is there like a are any of them inspired by a story or an experience? Oh yeah, they all come from different places. Um, you know, some will come from a purely um, sort of um, geometric, mathematical, puzzly sort of brain it's very abstract I wonder how to do this yeah yeah how can I mix these colors together and some come from more uh, uh, one of my examples is watching the um, light play through a thin curtain on the wall and how does how do you capture that little reflection on the wall so take a picture of it and then see if I can't work that into a woven structure 
So you're, so. you're taking, working that into a woven structure yeah. or creating weaving that will produce that light picture? Because it seems like you could go it's either a, way. It's a, yeah, a little, yeah. One thing about weaving though, you're built on a grid. So you have your vertical elements and your horizontal elements in the way that I weave on a loom. Um, so I'm restricted within that grid-like format. Mm -hmm. And so my ambition is to try to show depth illusion through the colors that I put next to each other. I think you said that at one point in your life. I, I think you said that, uh, <laughs> let me take off my glasses so I can read this, but um, uh, you said that uh, your work, you described your work as a fine pixelated surface where colors mix and support each other. Yeah, well, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rehearsed version of that. So um, you can catch, you can see Gretchen's work at her studio. Mm -hmm. um, do you, should people call for an appointment, or do you have regular hours? I have regular hours. Um, in starting in November, my hours will be Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay, and I know that if you search your name, you will find various classes you're doing. You're doing band weaving at the Falmouth Arts Center, yep. uh, November 17th, and then um, you're going to be at the Cahoon Museum of Art, December 22nd. So um, this, uh, I know you have a lot of things coming up yep. as outside of your studio as yep. well as in. Yep. Um, it's been wonderful to have you here. I thank, well, thank you, you so much. And I just want to take two minutes or less, Jason, to tell you that next week we want to invite anyone who's pet um, wears a costume. It's the day before <laughs> Halloween. So, you know, this is uh, your dog or cat or bird maybe I don't know um, opportunity for that uh, few minutes of fame um, come on in and show us the costume and tell us about it we will have treats for the humans we will have um, bones for the dogs and whatever cats like for treats uh, but if you don't mind drop me an email at gfris at capecodonline.com so that we'll have enough treats and we know you're coming and there is only one rule that is two rules mm -hmm. you know your, your pet has to be comfortable and nobody bites the host. So, that being said, thanks for coming, Gretchen. Thank you very much. It's See you next week with a dog. Yeah. <laughs>